Hello, all. Welcome back to the the Big Stiff podcast. We're here with all the boys. How are we, Jackson, Scotty? Good, mate. Good, mate. Excited. Very excited. We've got a big, big episode coming up, don't we? We do, we do. We are joined by uh, Nick Smith. How are you going, mate? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you, boys, for having me. I uh, did a bit of research and listened to your first episode, so I kind (laughs) of, I feel like you guys probably know, I know you better than you know me, so this is going to be interesting. Wow. Yeah, yeah, all the spiders came out of the closet for that episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Uh, that was good. Uh, Nick here today uh, to talk about the up-and-coming World Test Cricket Final between New Zealand and India, and of course, just a quick recap of the uh, England versus New Zealand Test Series that we just had, that we just won actually, so the first one in about 22 years, but firstly, we're just going to throw it over to you, Scott, because we've got a new segment to introduce this week, don't we? What is it? Uh, Yes, mate, Uh, so the, the new segment is called the Big Stiff Segment. Um, so I'm going to pick out a, a performance of the week uh, segment who I think um, has had an absolute blinder or a team that Ooh. I think has come, like like the Bulldogs, um, for example, um, yep. uh, who has just absolutely taken it by storm and, and um, yeah, done something good. Um, so, yeah, my, my big stiff of the week is um, actually going to be uh, Daily Cherry Evans' performance against the Cowboys. Um, he was oh, backing like up. It. Backing up from Origin, um, two, well, two days later, he, he's put in a massive performance. Um, 13 tackle breaks, he, um, 308 kick metres, 145 metres gained, three try assists, two line break assists, um, two turnovers, so his defence was really good as well. Um, he would have been absolutely knackered at the end of this game. He was trying mm-hmm. to prove people wrong after Queensland getting smashed in the state of Origin as well. Um, so yep. for him to come back and, and put in a big performance like that, he is my big stiff of the week. Now, what, now that must have been tough for you there, mate, because there was a couple of big stiffs this week. Um, of course, you got, you know, Chris mm. Paul must have been up there for you today as well, the performance he put in. Yeah, so, uh, Devin Conway as well was um, up there as well. Yeah, well, you know, that's just that's a good that's a good uh, segue, of course, you know, and <laughs> well, for you here, Nick, and we'll just. Just get your thoughts on the England versus New Zealand Test match series against them. What was your, what do you like about that? You know, what was, what are your thoughts? Well, I mean, I mean, it's probably pretty cliche, and you probably read it all in the media. But I think it, uh, for the first time, and as long as I can remember, the depth of New Zealand cricket is just is just insane at the moment. And you know, <laughs> yeah. admittedly, like England are missing half their best players. You know, there's no Bearstow, Stokes, Butler. Folks, um, but you know we were playing a B-string side as well in that second test. You know we we, mm. we rested Williamson to Gronholm, um, you know, and obviously people like Conway have just come in and taken to cricket like you know he's born with a bat in his hand, probably was. But uh, uh, yeah, so um, the, I mean the England thing, if anything, um, just really good warm up for us, really adapting to England conditions and um, and obviously the big game's going to be later this week. So, yeah, I, I think it holds us in good stead, good stead and um, some real selection problems now. Uh, oh, well, yeah. it, it definitely is. I mean, I, you've got to love the fact that we have a class. Like, I, I think Devin Conway is a class batter. He's very class. And I think, because, Scotty, you're a cricketer as well, mate. I think you can also yeah. say, like, you can see that, like, he's definitely going to complement a Kane Williamson and take some of that pressure off him, isn't he? Well, you know, the best thing about Devin Conway is he's, he's mature. He's 29 years of age. He, he knows his game very well. Yeah. So mm. he, he plays his own game. So he knows it. Yeah, he knows it very well. He, he reminds me a little bit of Mike Hussey when he came in at 30 years of age. Um, yeah. And, and Mike Hussey averaged oh, 50-odd, you know. So, yeah, De- Devin Conway is going to be huge for that um, opening spot for New Zealand, I think. Yeah, well, I, and, I don't know uh, what it is about. Um, I don't know what it is about South Africans coming to other teams, but it's almost like the same <laughs> when Marnus Lavishane came into Australia and just really yep. settled that batting lineup. You know, mm-hmm. um, and I, I feel like Conway's going to do the same, uh, probably is, for New Zealand. Is Conway South African? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. mate. I thought How did they not from, pick him up? Mate, I thought yeah. he was from the bloody Crazy. you know. No, nah, he's, he's South African. Yeah, he's only, he's only <laughs> bloody cheats. He's only just become um, he's only just become eligible 
but to play for New Zealand, hence why he's only played this season because he had to do three years, I think, in domestic cricket oh, yeah. here before he was actually eligible to play for New Zealand. He he he, he did set he did set just looks mentally ready because cricket's a mm. mentally strong game and just with just with the way he went about his innings that two hundred he just looks mentally prepared like he, he's he's ready so he he could average fifty he could complement Kane Williamson very well in the yeah, next few yeah, years I, to come. I absolutely agree, and I, th- I think um, one thing that's quite interesting uh, in domestic cricket he actually bats at three uh, for Wellington. Mm. Um, so he hasn't actually, he hasn't actually too, had too much experience opening. Um, and to do it, I guess, against Broad and Anderson, who at times were just putting New Zealand under the pump. Like I, I can't actually fault England's bowlers that series either. It was probably their batting that lost in the series. Um, but, yeah, Conway, just, as you said, mental strength. Um, and just even the shots uh, that shot he got out of in the second test when he was on 80-odd, and he just... It was like one of the best shots I've ever seen in my life. And he just picks out the field. And... Mm. But, um, yeah, he, he looks good. He looks good. And, um, yeah, hopefully, yeah, a lot of comparisons to Mike Hussey as well. And, and I totally mm. see that. So, hopefully, um, hopefully he can end up with a similar record for sure. Yeah. Now, of course, um, you know, we haven't heard your voice in a while there, uh, Rossi. You do, do you follow much cricket there, mate? Yeah, I do. Um, not so much New Zealand cricket, only when they tour. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be watching in for the final, that's for sure. Yeah, um, yeah it's a bit, the big game. I wish we were there. It's a huge game. Mm. It's a huge game. Now, I guess this is this might be the time where we can, you know, we're we, we a fresh new podcast here and we're going to introduce another segment. Your segment here, Rossi. What is it? What have we got yeah. on the cast for you? Well, I... We were, like, pondering about names, weren't we? Like, oh, what should we call it? Uh, my name's Ross, so Ross goes wine back. I'm a little bit older than you folks, so um, <laughs> I can uh, I can remember back to, like, the 90s and stuff like that. But, um, <laughs> oh, I thought I maybe was, even uh, the 70s, surely. Yeah, yeah, right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think, obviously... Maybe all four of us are big rugby league fans, or yeah. So obviously, in the in the light of all the the sim bin crackdown, um, I was thinking about what are what are some of the worst sim bins or send offs we've all seen over the years, and um, I've got I've got a few. Um, I've got as my number one is Adrian Morley versus. Um, Oh, geez, I've, it's bloody... Robbie Kearns, Robbie Kearns, sorry. Um, Adrian Morley on Robbie Kearns, it was about five seconds after the kickoff, <clears throat> trucks it up, big forearm to the face, knocked out, oh, you're off, yeah. mate. Like, I remember it was, that it was just, Yeah, it was, it was huge. It was just very controversial. My next one was Jamie Ainsco, 99 grand final, Melbourne... Kamali chips it over to Craig Smith in the wing, and um, he's just absolutely like clotheslined by Jamie Ainsco in the midair, <laughs> and he's just like knocked out, unconscious. So they got a penalty try, and they got to kick it from in front, and that just changed the whole swing of the the um, the grand final. And my last one was Matt Pryor on JT in 2012, I think it was. And, um, yeah, similar thing, like Thurston's taken the ball on big, big uh, right to left pass. I remember that. And yeah. he's just, yeah. like, just solid forearm to the head. The temple is just knocked straight out. And, yeah, <laughs> we've had so many to think about. I was I was really trying hard to get it down to three. But um, do we have any <laughs> other ones that we think that are, are worthy, Whoa. lads? I think the uh, Adam Blair versus Stewart. Oh, yes. Because it was originally a yellows, and then the big scrap that happened after that, um, you know, kind of turned it into red. Um, For league, there's not many. I know there's been a couple in rugby, just... I think... um, I was going to say say Sonny Bill Williams against the Lions in 20 years. But when he just went full straight in for like no yeah. no attention, yeah. he just, no, yeah, that was yeah. that um that well I mean that that changed that whole series really. Um, I mean it's not yeah it's not league, but uh, that's definitely one that springs to mind immediately for me. <laughs> um, there was that, yeah, there was a two. What about oh, sorry, um? Jackson, yeah, 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 yeah. 
2007 Rugby World Cup, it was Samoa versus Tonga. I think his name was Poe something, and he just, I'm pretty sure he just goes up to someone and just goes a clean hit and just knocks him to the ground, eh? And it was, <laughs> was just that a straight match? Yeah, that was in a group match. Oh, yeah, he just, someone's he, just, just like, he just socks him. Whoever picked that, like groupings, they're like, oh, let's let's see what happens. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't good, mate. I mean, everyone knows the rivalry between Samoa yeah. and Tonga, and, any, and anything's going to be a scrap by the end of it anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah, what's yours? You got one there, Scotty? Uh, Dave Fayolongo on Brayton Astor when he clobbered him straight in the nose. Oh, yeah. Sydney oh, busted him up. Yeah, he busted him up big time. And, uh, yeah, he got sent to the bin. That was uh, – I love that because <laughs> I'm not that big a fan of Brayton Astor. So, um, yeah, that was uh, – that was that's mine. Yeah, no, they're all solid. Oh, interesting. Now, Nick, is there any yeah. kind of – any kind of send-off, yellow card, red card kind of thing in cricket? Nah. Um, although recently, a couple of years ago, they have actually uh, introduced a couple of laws so that umpires can... I don't know if they can send players off, but they can like rule, rule dissent um, so that the match referees can look at it after the game and things like that. Um, mm. So, yeah, because I, I don't know if you guys have saw this clip's been going a bit viral this week, but uh, oh. <laughs> Bangladesh player Shakib Al Hassan um, in the Bangladesh Premier League, and he, oh, uh, so good. he he literally like he almost like kicks the umpire, and then he um, he like picks up the stumps out of the ground and throws them on the ground in disgust at it. Like it's unreal, and <laughs> it looked pretty fun. It looked pretty fun. It was yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd be feeling as well, but geez, that's a reaction, especially from a guy who's been around for. 15 years, I was, yeah, it's I was like, quite surprised. He got the decision, he went to the umpire, just sprayed him, and walked away, and then came back and absolutely cleaned up all the stumps. Yeah. Picked one up, <laughs> and then just threw it down again. Like It's just mad as a cut snake. Well, there was a yellow card incident a few years ago on a tour of South Africa, but oh, we won't talk about oh, that. Oh, yeah, yellow, yellow card? Yeah, the yellow sandpaper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we don't need to read <laughs> that one. Uh, I was, I was wondering um, what you're thinking Cameron... about there, Scotty. No, well, Cam- me. Cameron, ben- Cameron Bancroft uh, did a good job of rehashing that lately. Anyway, in the media. <laughs> yeah, no. it back up, and I saw all the bowlers had to release a statement, eh, just to say that they had no oh, balls. Yeah. It's a bit awkward. Don't get me it? started on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, you, 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 as, as Australians, you guys must just be over it by now, surely. Like, it, like, does anyone even care? Like, it's, surely it's done no, and it's in the past, right? It was. Well, I mean, it was a good eighteen months of like just pure disgust for the cricketers. I mean, like, yeah, higher order thought support was at its all time low, but it's slowly coming back. Yeah, but yeah, yeah it's still <laughs> like so disappointed in them. Well, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of a story. I was um, playing first grade at that time, and um, David Warner was playing for Randwick. And yeah. um, Phil Hughes' brother, Jason Hughes, actually said to David Warner while they were playing against each other, saying, uh, he said, um, mate, my brother would be um, so disappointed in what you've done. You're an absolute grub. And the whole yeah. game the whole game stopped. Like, David wow. Warner walked off, walked off the field and he didn't want Far a bar right. of it. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot more behind the story than what mm. a lot of people think. Um, yeah. uh, I dare say Bancroft was sort of forced into it and was given given an ultimatum, and oh, poor old and poor old I, Steve Smith was just yeah. in the vicinity and he, he got the backlash of it and and um, yeah, David Warner dragged both of them down with him. Unfortunately, now for, for some of our listeners that don't actually know what sandpaper does to a cricket ball, I'm, I'm sure um, <laughs> Nick Nick or um, Nick or Scotty can can provide an example, you know, what happens. But what does it actually do? Um, well, well, it roughens up one side of the ball um, and then you, you shine the other side of the ball and then it re- starts reverse swinging. So it's very Ooh. hard for the batsman. Yeah, it's very hard for the batsman to, to hit a reverse swinging ball. Yeah. Um, unless so, you're me. Also... Unless you're me. Like, I could, I could probably... <laughs> mate, give me, give me Shiloh back to 160 clicks, you know, reverse swinging, mate. He'll be going for 12 sixes and two overs, mate. Oh. <laughs> Well, it's, it's funny because I'll, I'll go Alan Donald. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take out. I'll take Wazim Akram. Eh? Yeah, I was about to say Wazim. I was about to say Wazim. I'll take Brett Lee. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Home crusher. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I guess that just <laughs> leads us into the uh, India versus New Zealand World Test Cricket Final here, Nick. And this is why oh, we kind of got you on here. But all right, we'll sure. just start off with the first question we got here. But what changes do you think need to make, be made for New Zealand in order for them to stand a chance against India? Because we know the Indian squad now. Um, I think it got yeah. named a bit earlier today. What do you think yeah. we need to do to combat that kind of... Because they've gone with the three spinners. Yeah. And, like, what do you think we need to do to combat that? Well, I think, like, the most important thing, um, and we actually have done this pretty well, is we actually need to assess... Like, we need to base our team based on the on the conditions. Like, we need to look at that pitch. We need to see... I mean, Southampton in the past generally has turned. Um, so, I think... We definitely need a primary spinner, and um, for anyone who knows me at all in tea, you probably uh, heard me talk about this a little bit. But um, like Mitchell, <laughs> Sant- Mitchell Santner is not the guy, like for me, he's not the guy for Test cricket at all. Um, is Sodi the leggy? Uh, I mean, I can definitely see a spot where Sodi comes back, but Ajaz Patel. I mean, I was going to say only, Patel. He's only nine. He's only nine or ten Tests deep in his career, but he's already won us games in Sri Lanka in the UAE against Pakistan. Um, he's a guy that you need. You need, and yeah, he doesn't. He can't bat. He can't. He can't stick to save his life. But um, you know, I, I think you have to play the primary spinner. And if they're going to have, you know, Jadeja and and is it X, is it XR Patel Ax, as well? I think. Yeah, yeah, XR Patel's in their squad. Left arm also. Yeah, so I think, and I mean, Ajaz is uh, left arm as well. And I mean, also, I think it means Kane's probably going to have to bowl. Bow a little bit. Oh, the big, the big Kano coming out with the weird action. The <laughs> no, that's what I reckon. That's why they, uh, you know, he hasn't really bowled much. Um, so that if he gets done for his action, it's not going to affect this game. You know, because <laughs> yeah. it all comes um, down to the pitch, right? Like, it's is it going to totally. be green top? Well, I mean, so the other thing is, is that the even though the pitch is in England, the ECB and cricket board have nothing to do with the preparation. So the preparation's all done by the ICC. Um, right. So I guess it depends as well. I mean, who who from the uh, who from the ICC is getting paid by the BCCI? <laughs> oh, <laughs> to, uh, here we go. To make a fudge, but um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. And the other thing, just having a look at the forecast, is actually not supposed to be great uh, most of those days. So who knows what's yeah. going to happen? It might be, might be a draw. Yeah. Well, at, at least at least they can um, at least they can go to a sixth day, which is quite good. Um, if they lose any time to weather, um, the ICC have said they can have a reserve day. Uh, is that a new so, rule, Nick? Yeah, it's just it's just for the final. Um, okay. But it, it's quite interesting as well. Obviously, all like both New Zealand and India, like media, have been coming out now, like this week, and saying, you know, you've been playing this competition for two years, this World Test Championship, and you're going to decide it with one game. Like it, it, yeah, it almost yeah. it almost needs to be a three test series, I think, um, in the totally. future. But hey, this is. This is the first time it's happened. Um, also, as a cricket tragic like myself, to have context for every game of Test cricket is like brilliant. Like, it, there's so much more on the line. Um, one thing that actually really surprised me is when Australia decided not to go to South Africa, um, because if Australia go to South Africa, probably beat South Africa because they're pretty weak at the moment. Um, they they're in the final. You know, so yeah, it's a pretty exactly. it's a pretty it's a pretty big decision for. For Cricket Australia uh, to, to pull out of that tour. Um, but, hey, I, I think going forward, um, it's, it's going to be a great competition. Needs a bit of tweaks here and there. But uh, for the final itself, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. We're just looking um, after the, the folk across the ditch, mate. That's all we're doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nico, what, um, what players do you reckon are the most important for both teams? But, yeah, okay. So, I mean... Historically, the last couple of tours India have been to England. They haven't actually done that well. Um, uh, Coley was averaging like mid twenties for ages uh, until his last tour of England, where he got a couple of hundreds. Um, however, I'm gonna I'm gonna put my uh, I'm gonna put my eggs in one basket, and I think the guy who you Australians probably have seen the back of too much is um, Pajara. I think Pajara is going to be the absolute key. Um, he's, the wall. He, yeah, he's, honestly, he's modern day Rahul Dravid, um, and. Like you said before about having mental strength for Test cricket, Pajara is just one of those guys who's just he's just, he'll bat for days. Like, um, and so <laughs> like 
I'm not. I, I'm not even like. This is probably gonna. I hope you don't have any Indian listeners, but I'm not even worried too much about Coley. Like, <laughs> um, you know, just put Colin de Grand home against them, and and that'll be that. Uh, that's fine. Uh, but Pajara, Pajara is the guy I think, and um, for their bowlers as well. Uh, I actually keep an eye Ashram. on Mohammed Siraj. I was gonna say uh, Mohammed Siraj. Bumrah um, is. Boomer, yeah, I mean, class, but what I like about Siraj, um, and he, I mean, he debuted in that Australia series, is that he can move it both ways. And if there's a better overheads, um, watch, oh, yeah, watch out for him. I think he's going to be key. So those are probably the two players I'd look for for India. He was um, impressive in Australia. That's yeah, Siraj. Absolutely. And Very impressive. Really, really young bowling attack in that series as well. Mm, um, yeah. So, yeah, he, he's one to look forward to. And he's, he's kind of maybe jumped jumped the picking order a little bit you know i would i wouldn't he's probably gone ahead of like sh- maybe shami or or ashant sharma i'm not sure what how that their pace line's gonna look um as for us um I, I know it seems weird to say this about one of the best players in the world but like kane needs some runs uh he didn't yeah. didn't get any runs at, he didn't get any runs at lords um and he once again uh similar to coley actually only averages about 30 in english conditions so um, jesus Kane Kane is the guy I think. I mean last last time Black Caps went to England, Kane did get a hundred. Um so that should, you know, hopefully give him some experience to draw him and we all know his class, so but the other I I'm really worried about the 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 mix of our side. Um I just don't know how they're gonna like there's twelve players really that should play and I don't know who they're gonna drop. Um I, I actually, I've been thinking about this all afternoon since I sent you the questions, Jaxie, but uh, I just don't, I don't know. Because if um, ideally our side looks a lot better with um, Colin de Gronholm at seven. Um, and Because it's a bit of betting, so, batting depth as well, doesn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, to be honest, I just can't, if you don't play Colin de Gronholm and you play the four seamers and AJ's Patel, that means Kyle Jamison's batting at seven. And don't get me wrong, Jamison's not a bad all-rounder, but he's not, he's not a seven. He's not mm. a seven, no way. Not yet, anyway. He could be going down the line. Um, but I, I just think, and also the fact that uh, Colin, Colin's uh, got Coley out, I think, more than any other New Zealand yeah. player. Like, I'd, he's, he's I'd, I'd have him inside, 100%. Yeah. What was his um, um, main uh, ball for getting him out? Was it a short ball? Uh, nah. So Colin, Colin just nips it at like 120k off a line and length all day. Like he's... He's almost like a slower Glenn McGrath, <laughs> you know. Like he's, nice. yeah. he just he just sits on a length all day and just gets a little bit of wobble and 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 for some reason Coley that's Coley's kryptonite it seems. Um, mm. The last series, last series, uh, near came to New Zealand. Colin got him out LBW I think twice. Um, so I mean, I think it's it's a matchup that they need to do. And in the, in the uh, there was a World Cup in in the 2019 in the warm up game. Colin just clean bowled Coley, like <laughs> seen back and and just so Beautiful. I think I think that's a matchup you kind of have to look at. Um, but yeah, just how that I mean our top six now is pretty set. Like our batting, um, I yeah. mean, so I guess it just depends if we back our top six to get the runs against that Indian bowling attack. Which don't get me wrong, it's going to be tough. Um, but yeah, will um will Watling be fit for this Test match or? I, from what from what I hear, it sounds like he will be. He was actually almost. It was only the night before Edgebaston that he um, pulled up with a sore back, and they said he probably could have played, but just in, in um, safety, really, they wanted to rest him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so yeah, Watling Watling definitely played at six, and it will be Watling's final test for New Zealand as well. He's um, announced his retirement. So, oh, oh, really? Who's who's yeah. going to replace him in the test uh, arena? Tom, Tom Blundell. Tom Blundell. Um, yeah, Blundell's yeah. good. He was good over yeah. in Australia when he got the opportunity. Yeah, well, he, he was he was one of the bright lights of that Australian tour. Um, yes, you know, I, I, I went over to Mel- I went over to Melbourne for the Boxing Day Test, and um, yeah, it was a, apart from the very first good. over of day one when Trent Bolt got Joe Burns out and uh, Blundell's century on day four. There wasn't much else for us to cheer about. So um, yeah, yeah no, like, mm. I, and once again, there was a, there was another situation though where Blundell. Um, got thrown in at the top of the order somewhere he doesn't usually bat um, and he got 100 against Stark Cummins um, Pattinson like this that's pretty formidable but yeah. he'll come at it he'll come at it six now when, when Watling reti- uh, once Watling retires so 
Yeah. Well, that's I didn't even know that, Nikki. I actually didn't even know what Watling was retiring. So they might they might turn up just for Watling here, because of yep. course, as as people might not know, is that New Zealand has made the T Twenty World Final Cup Final, and we made the One Day Cup Final. And we lost them both, and with that extra kind of drive to win it for Watto, I think I think we're going to see a different New Zealand team here. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, and, like, there's a little bit of a running joke in, in New Zealand cricket circles. Like, BJ Watling, is, he's like the man for a crisis. Like, if we're, <laughs> if, we're 300, if we're 300 for three and he comes in to bat, he'll get, he'll get a duck. You know, there's no pressure. But if, we, if, he get, if he comes in at 50 for three or something like that, he'll grind it out and he'll get, he'll get good runs, you know? Yeah. yeah. Classic. I guess, I yeah. guess that kind of – well, that kind of segues way into our next – question here as well is do you think that England's conditions uh, the English conditions sorry will play a huge part in this test match kind of India Surely. playing in that kind of hotter weather and New Zealand playing in this kind of you know down where we are do you think this yeah. English weather is just going to be pivotal oh massive it is going to be massive and one thing I do like about the test championship is that the finals in a neutral ground um, I yeah. think I hope they I hope they keep that going forward like because mm. to be honest I'd love like imagine Let's just say for hypothetical reasons. Imagine uh, India versus Pakistan at the MCG for a World Test final. You know that that's like a that's like a mouthwatering, um, and especially those two teams in particular. Or but even like New Zealand versus Australia in like Eden Gardens or something. You know, I think it just brings such a different element. It's almost like a third opposition in the game. Yeah, um, you know. So yes, I think England conditions are going to play a massive part. Um, especially if there's weather around. Um, also, the other most important thing I think to acknowledge is that the World Test Final is being played with the Duke ball and not with the Kookaburra or the SG. It's actually been played with, with oh, the Duke. Home and, ground ball. Yeah, which we have seen in, in, in England for years. Like, it does quite often it doesn't swing when it's new. It actually swings more as it gets older. So, yeah, um, yeah absolutely. England conditions will play a part. Southampton, of course, is probably one of England's more spinning wickets as well. So, yeah. Do you, do you um, think uh, Devin Conway, do you reckon he'll continue his form? Um, and do you think he'll play a big factor in this uh, test match? Well, I mean, I hope he continues his form. I mean, he's looked good. Um, I mean, debuting or yeah, starting your career at Lords against Broad and Anderson um, can't have been easy. Uh, so I hope he can replicate it against Fumara. Siraj, um, I haven't really seen too much of it. Like we, haven't, we don't have quality spinners really in New Zealand domestically, so I haven't really we haven't really seen too much of him against spin. Um, yeah. You know, he's played some white ball stuff. Um, he looked good against Zampa when Australia came over here, and he looked good against the Bangladesh spinners. But you know, white ball cricket's a different beast. So um, I mean, he looks like the kind of guy who's going to be absor- be able to absorb pressure for a long period of time. Uh, but against spin, it's a, it's a it's a whole different story. And, and you've got two of the uh, Jadeja and Ashwin, two of the best spinners in the world. So yeah. I think I think he's got the technique and the mental willpower to do it. It's just probably mm-hmm. more it's going to it's going to test a set of skills that he probably hasn't hasn't had a chance to test on the big stage yet. So yeah, yeah fingers crossed. Oh, so I'm, I'm sorry, backing um, him. You're backing I'm sure him. I saw a stat the other day that uh, Jadeja and Ashwin are the two highest wicket takers under Virat Kohli when he's been captain. So we've yeah. got a we've got a big we've got a big task on our hands here. Yeah, oh, half I'm those games at home though. Yeah, on absolute <laughs> bunts and burners. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. They take plenty of wickets um, in India. So I was going to ask you about some pace attacks, Nick, and what do you yeah. think India's and New Zealand's best pace attack trio? After the final, yeah. Or so what formation you you go if you were the coach? Yeah. So so India, I think, is a bit easier. Um, I think it's probably going to be Bumra, Siraj, and Ashant Sharma. Um, probably a bit. Oh, that guy's Muhammad. still around. Yeah. Yeah. Sharma. Yeah. 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 Probably a bit unlucky for Muhammad mm. Shami to miss out there, but um, I think I think those are their three best. Um, they've all played well recently. So I think the best New Zealand, as I said before, is going to be tricky um, because I'm not sure if they're going to be able to play all four, Southy, Bolt, Jameson and Wagner. Um, I mean, there's even talk in, in New Zealand media this week that Wagner might get dropped. Um, what? This is guy who's serious? Been, yeah, well, he's, I mean, he's the number two ranked bowler in the world right now after Pat no, Cummins. No way. But it can't I be. Think, yeah, I think, but I think it's because... Um, 
like one one reason Wags succeeded so well in Australia and was probably the only is because of those wickets, you know, yeah, like they're so bouncy. bouncy. And yeah. Um, yeah. whereas I, th- I think England, like, and if you notice in the first two tests, um, Wagner pitched it up way more. Um, because actually, when Wagner first first on the scene, 2012, he was a swing bowler. Um, and it wasn't really until Brendan McCullum kept, uh, came in as captain and sort of started telling him to bounce guys out, you know. Um, so. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I think you have to play. I think you have to play Southie and Bolt. Um, just having left and right hand for sure. Um, and then it probably comes down to Wagner or Jameson. Um, mm. Jameson's had just such an insane start to his Test career. Um, it's hard to look past him. Plus, he offers with the bat. Um, but I mean, personally, I'd like to see Wagner um, play. Um, just because he's a Test only player as well. He doesn't play white ball stuff. Um, so oh. I think it, I think he'd also he's the kind of guy who'd step up for the big occasion. I mean, he was one of our, as yeah. one of our only players that stepped up in the Australian tour, and he actually loved he loved that um, fight. I mean, like yeah. I, I can't think of many other highlights, but honestly, that Matthew Wade versus Neil Wagner battle through uh, the series was was honestly pure <laughs> theater. It was drama. And Wasn't theater. that good? It was the so stare down. Yeah, stare downs. You know, um, Wade telling Wagner like, "Let's see if you're still doing this in Sydney." And then, he, yeah. and then he was, you know, like just I love that stuff. And <laughs> I think yeah. I think Wagner's the guy. Um, the the only up, other upside to Wagner is that he's the guy. Who, like if the pitch flattens out or something, and and it's not doing much, he's the guy that can change that. Um, like he'll start banging it in hard, and and you know we have plans for that. Yeah, yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah, because in in Australia, when the pitches were flat and nothing was happening, he was the bloke that came in and ran a hundred percent. You know, put that he bumped a lot of our players out. You know, so um, yeah, he, he's good to have around hundred percent. And I think that especially with a big game like this, they may go experience over um, over Kyle Jamison there in youth. So. Yeah, and I mean that's, it's going to be tough on Jamison, but like uh, if he does, if Jamison's the one to miss out, but also, um, you know, Jamison's twenty, I think he's like twenty-five. Oh, like he's going to be, I'm he's sorry. going to be around for a while. I'm sorry to butt in, but is it pronounced Jamison? Yeah, Carl oh, Jamison. Is it? Yeah, I, I think it's Jamison. Could be. Yeah, they were no. actually talking about it on commentary the other night. I don't know if it's Jamison <laughs> or Jamison. Um, so I just I had know. to ask. Yeah, <laughs> not sure. <laughs> We'll go with Jamison. Well, I guess that segues um, into the next question is the spin attack and who you'd bring yeah. in for New Zealand. Because obviously yeah. the Indians pick themselves, but New Zealand's yeah. a tougher question. Yeah, I like I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say AJ's Patel. I think I think you have to have a frontline spinner. Um he's you know, he's, he's I mean he's only ten, as I said, ten test deep. He averages thirty with the ball, which is, you know, reasonable for a New Zealand spinner. Um and I think he's he's got much better control than Santner. He can bowl a tighter line. He can be more accurate. Um, I mean, a couple of his dismissals in each best and against England were off. One of them was off a pretty average ball. And so if you're just watching the highlights, you're kind of like, ah, oh, well, that's a bit of an average ball. But it, like the four overs before that, he bowled perf- like bowled four maidens in a row. So um, he's the kind of guy who's going to he will build pressure. Um, Santner, I love, I love Mitchell Santner as a as a, as a white ball player. Um, I think he brings a lot to T Twenty and ODIs, but for whatever reason, he just hasn't made the transition to to red ball cricket as well. And, and he's had a lot of chances, to be honest. Um, he, I mean, he got. I mean, it's hard for touring spinners to go to Australia, but he got pumped in Australia as well. Um, so I think even though he does bring a little bit with the bat, I I, I think. I'm dropping Santner and I'm, I'm making Patel my number one number one spinner. And hopefully Kane bowls a couple of overs. Beautiful. Well, I yeah. mean, like, <clears throat> Australia pitches aren't really like a – you shouldn't you should take them with a grain of salt for spinners because it takes about four days to heat up and by that time yeah. the game's almost over. So, Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, if it comes down to it, um, you know, Nathan Lyon, right? I mean, he's a guy that more often than not can win you a game, game on day four and five. Um, yeah, absolutely. Santner, I don't think he can do that, but AJS Patel and has already done that twice for us in foreign conditions. Um, there was a test match against Pakistan a couple of years ago where uh, Pakistan had 170 in the fourth innings and they're 50 for none uh, going into day four, and we win by four runs. 
Um, basically, he, t- he took six for, I think, five for a six for, um, and basically won us that game. So, I mean, he's got experience mm-hmm. at bowling out teams on final day. So, I think he's got he's got to be the guy for me for sure. Yeah, and then and, I guess I guess here, what we can ask you here, Nikki, is uh, who's, who's your favourite player in the NZ squad right now? Well, I, th- I think um, I mean the listeners can't see my profile picture, but uh, I think it's pretty <laughs> obvious that. Uh, Due, due to the mullet and the, and the size of the man, uh, Colin de Gronholm for sure. Um, <laughs> Mate. I think it's just, I, I think one thing I love about Colin de Gronholm is it's just such a it's such a good story. Like um, once again, didn't debut for New Zealand until he was thirty. Um, came in. I don't know if you remember, but on his debut against Pakistan in Christchurch, he um, took six for on debut, best figures ever by a Kiwi on debut, oh, and he had steps. like this. Yeah, he had this real gnarly. Miami Vice '80s mustache, um, like it was like uh, I think it was Mo- I think it was November um, at the time, and um, here it was just it was just phenomenal. He just looked like an '80s cop and taking polls, um, but also so he's one player as well that sort of um, he came from a maybe a, I don't want to this is probably too loose a comparison, but like obviously Davey Warner came in there out of the T20 field into the Test team, like he sort of went the opposite way. Mm. I think DeGronholm was well. And New Zealand was more well known for his batting and hitting in, in the shorter formats of the game, um, and honestly had a little bit of a modest first class record for New, in New Zealand. But um, somehow, you know, he, I mean, he's only played twenty five tests, but he's got pretty good world class all rounder numbers. He's got real similar numbers to Stokes, like averages mid thirties with the bat and thirty with the ball. Um, so I mean. Yeah, he's definitely my favourite player. I mean, he's getting on a bit as well. He's 35, so I can't imagine he's going to play for probably another year, maybe year or two. Um, yeah, and and also not to uh, not to shit on you Australians too much, but he's you know he's like the he's like the rich man's Marcus Stoinis. Uh, <laughs> and and, well, I, and and I'm just going to say this: I actually I love Marcus Stoinis. He's probably my favourite Australian player, um, and it just absolutely shits me that. He hasn't got a run on the test side, and they keep giving shots to Mitch Marsh. Um, oh, don't even get like, started on the Marsh. <laughs> he's yeah. just a victim of being. He's, I think he's the victim of being a great T Twenty player. To be honest, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we um uh, we had the Australia T Twenty series over here in February. Uh, we went to the game. Stoinis was fielding right in front of us, saying, hey, "Just he was he was so good with the fan, like with the crowd as well. I got involved with the banter, and it was all like light hearted and stuff." Um, yeah. And I and I, I was I was sort of a fanboy. I was a bit pissed, and I sort of waited around, <laughs> waited, wait, waited around an hour after the game to get a photo with him. You know, and he was, a, oh, he was, a, he was, a, he was so an absolute, good. he was an absolute lad, eh? And um, also, I think um, part of my my man love for Stoinis comes from um, uh, I think it must have been his like maybe second or third game for Australia. He basically oh, yeah. almost, he almost single handedly beat New Zealand at Eden Park with um, hundred and forty six not out or something. Um, yeah. and and he I think he batted with Joshy Hazelwood at eleven and they needed like seventy to win and he Hazelwood didn't face a ball and he almost got, <laughs> he got, he got I think they ended up losing by like five runs. Um but it was Jesus. obviously one of the best Yeah, it was one of the a best staff performance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he absolutely he, moosed him. Yeah, and he took three for in that game as well. So as of, oh Jesus. Yeah. There, there's there's Ooh. a big stuff for you. <laughs> yeah. a big stuff. Huge stuff. Yeah. I guess, I guess, jumping back to it, um, into this England, I mean, India, New Zealand Test match here, Nikki. Um, are you worried about that spin line up there? I know you said that this. It's a bit. Of, I, I'm not too sure about the pictures, but are you worried about your Jadeja and your Ashwin and your Patel? Are you like, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, there's only sort of. I would say maybe two, three batters in our lineup that I say comfortably play spin. Um, that'd be Tommy Latham, Williamson, and um, Henry Nichols. Um, mm. They're probably the only three that I, I actually they look comfortable against spin. Or, and like the other guys aren't too. Um, I mean, Ro- Ross Taylor used to be really good at spin, but he's they're uh, playing spin, but he's sort of. I don't know. Maybe because we don't play, we don't play in the subcontinent that often. I mean, New Zealand doesn't play Test that often these days. So, um, yeah, I am. I am worried. Um, I'm especially worried about them when they bowl in tandem um, because it will be relentless uh, from both ends. 
Um, and also the other thing is because New Zealand's got a couple of left um, left armor pace bowlers, there's going to be some foot marks for those guys. Um, yep. So they're go- they're going to be spinning it out of the rough. Uh, and yeah, don't get me wrong, I um, I'm I'm a little bit worried, and for that reason, I hope we win the toss and bat first. <laughs> So we're not betting yeah. last on that on that one. Yeah, because <laughs> I mean, if it's final, like the final innings, their opening with spinners guarantee it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And, yeah. and that's toss what, is not, massive. Not, yeah, toss is massive, and I'm also worried about, um, yeah, as I said, what the what pitch the ICC um, prepare. Um, well, they to prepare. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, no one really has an idea. And just to throw back to the 2019 World Cup, like. Going into that World Cup, all the teams around the world were playing, you know, most ODI games were like 350 versus 350. You know, like mm. it was, they were high school, but then that World Cup, there, there wasn't much of that at all. It was like, you know, 250, 270 was a good score. So, and there was ICC preparing those pitches. So, yeah, I'm really interested to see see what, what the pitch is like, for sure. You hope that, like, there's a bit of bowling and batting on, on display for the occasion, not just a, a whitewash. Yeah, 100%. And, and one thing I'll say, um, what I like about England cricket and, and, and like test matches in England, it generally is quite fair between bat and ball. Like, you know, you can win the toss and bat and 300, 350 is a good score. Um, and, and it's usually quite fair. Um, yes. Whereas, you know, like when you bat first in Australia, you want 400 plus most of the time. Yeah. Because um, yeah. the wickets are flatter. And so I think England in, in general is definitely a bit, but more weighted uh, evenly in terms of batting ball. Who who are you tipping? What 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 are your tips here? We'll um, get you. Oh, we'll, man of the match. What, who who do you reckon will get man of the match in this uh, in the final here? I think yeah, this is. I think I'm going to have to be a little bit cliche, and I'm probably going to have to bet Kane. I think Kane's going to step up in 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 this. Like this is such a big a big game. Mm. Um, I know, I think. Yeah, I mean, I might, I might very well eat my words if he gets rolled early on. Um, but yeah, Kane, um, and actually, if I had to pick someone else, um, I'm going to pick Saudi. Um, I think Saudi's just become such Ooh. a good Red Bull bowler in the last three years. Um, he got six for against uh, England and, and, and Lords. Um, there's, uh, I mean, I think five of the top six of India are right-handers, so he's going to be swinging it away um, from all of them. Um, so I think Saudi. I mean, I think I think I read a stat the other day that since 2018, I think it's like him and Paddy Cummins. I think they've got the best averages in Test career. Yeah. They both averaged like 20 or 20 or 21 with the ball. Um, yeah, 2018. And like once again, um, uh, Saudi did it did actually pretty well in Australia. Um, at their day night test in Perth, he picked up what nine wickets in the game. Um, and so it just proves that he doesn't just need the swinging ball in New Zealand to take to take poles. So yeah. Yeah. Saudi, Saudi would be my my other my other um, my other pick. But New Zealand That's anyway. spicy. I'm with and you on New Zealand. I think I think they win. Yeah, I'm I'm with New Zealand. To. I think they're bowling well, I'm stocks. Going, I'm going to India. All right then. <laughs> You can go spicy. <laughs> you would. No, you would. You know? I, I would never death ride, mate. I would never death ride my own country, mate. Never get against in, my own Being team. in England is as close as being as in New Zealand, so. Absolutely. I hope there's a big crowd. Jan- Jandals, Jandals and uh, bloody shorts, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, well, the, yeah, the crowd, I think the crowd might be an interesting result, and obviously. They just the edge basting test. They had eighty percent of the crowd back, which was awesome. Like they just mm. provided such a good atmosphere. They do. Uh, they they absolutely yeah. love it. I there. love the Pommy fans. They're, so, they're unreal. I went. Um, I went. I actually went over to the World Cup in twenty nineteen and went to a few games. And I, honestly, it just it's unreal. Um, you only need a couple like, of thousand of them. Yeah, that's right. Um, and Southampton's a bit of a smaller ground. I think it doesn't. I think it only holds like fifteen, maybe twenty thousand. So. Um, hopefully they can get get some people in there and um, yeah, I mean I guarantee there'll be a lot of Indian fans no matter where no matter where they play. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh, Jaxi, you've got a new segment, mate. Oh, mate, yes. Uh, I'm excited for this. Yeah, Jax's flop of the week. Um, oh, the look, big flop. The big flop. Flop it out. Um, look, it was tough. It was it was tough to decide. 
Um, but two here. I should only go off one, but moving on, we'll go off one. But my first, my first one was uh, actually the Dragons. They played today, coming against, coming up against the 16th place uh, Bulldogs here, lads. Um, you just can't be doing that. 28-6, you know, and you've got a, you've got a class. You, you do have a class roster there. Um, how you lose to a team that's placed 16th that doesn't really look like threatening much is just beyond me, and I'm sure you guys can agree as league fans. Is yeah, they, they, I, yeah. They're struggling. They are struggling. There's, there's, yeah. things behind, there's things behind the scenes that's happening. I mean, they got rid of their best rid of their best defender and Cam McInnes, like they you know their best everything. They've they've now told Matt Dufty that um he has to move on. They've told Corey Norman that he has to move on. So they've just lost three of their main five core of their spine, you know. So it's it, that's huge. There's there's huge problems happening behind the scenes there for the Dragons. Um so that was my first flop there and my second one's a bit left is the Denver Nuggets. Uh, losing, losing in four against the Phoenix Suns. Now, the reason I say that this is a flop is because the Nuggets, we all know how, like, if, if you follow the NBA, um, we all know how good the Nuggets are. But we all know how shit the Nuggets are without um, J-Muzz, you know. So they, they need him. They need someone to back up um, Nikola Jokic. Jokic is doing everything. And I think, Scotty, you, you watch a bit of basketball here, mate. You know. Yeah. He's doing everything himself, you know. He's he's averaging something ridiculous, like twenty seven points for this team in the final series. Like, it, the, he's twenty six years old. He's the Greek season MVP, and he's just got no one to back him up. Like Michael Porter Jr. has been a letdown this um, this series. Uh, you know, a lot of their players have been let down this series. Granted, they did lose one of their main players, um, but yeah, yeah, it's just it's just sad for. The way that the Denver Nuggets played out the reg season, it's, it's sad for them to go out uh, 0-4, be it the Phoenix Suns are a very good team. I mean, you know, Chris Paul popped off today with 37 points, but yeah, it's just something you don't want to see there. But yeah, that uh, that wraps up Jax's flops, Jax's flops for the week there. I'm surprised um, you didn't mention yeah. the, the Maroons, mate. The Queensland Maroons. Oh, mate. I, I, <laughs> no, I, 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 never, I thought you had your I chance to just get... dig it in. What did you get last week, was it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, don't I know think what, what we've got to remember here, Scotty, about the Queensland, mate, is they always bounce back after a big loss. So I'm very... Like, you know, no matter who that... Like, they, they had the worst team in Queensland history last year and they won the whole series. So, yeah, you know, I'm very... Dots, but... But but in saying that, you did have Wayne Bennett, and this year you've got Paul Green. So yeah, I'll, I'll had... wait for the flop. I'll wait for the flop until we win game two, mate. I don't yeah, want to get hold uh... my breath for a win. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not uh not yet, but yeah. Well, we'll just see how game two goes. But absolutely. Well, that was a that was a really nice episode to have you on there, Nick. It's um. It's nice to get a a a really deep dive into the the cricket world. And, yeah, you're very knowledgeable. And um, we'll have to touch base after the game and um, get get your rundown on it, hey? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And if I can just plug plug my own uh, podcast. Yeah, get in there. Yeah, go for it. Go for it, mate. Well, a couple couple of years ago, me and a friend, we have a podcast, mainly cricket, uh, based called Inside the Box. Um, We've actually been on a bit of... What's yeah, well, uh, the, so we've got the big, can... we've got the big stiff plucking inside the box. Yeah, if, you, um, <laughs> if you uh, if you have a look at the logo online, you'll 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 get a pretty fair idea what we're about. You know, uh, mate, it's a wonderful <laughs> logo. Yeah, um, but we'll hopefully we've actually been on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, we didn't really do anything over the summer, but um, we're actually thinking about doing something uh, like a live stream before the final on Friday. We're just trying to see up some stuff at the moment. Um, a lot, but yeah, a lot of things have to fall into place, but we'll see how we go. So keep an eye on that. Um, and we talk, we talk about, we're obviously mainly focused on New Zealand cricket, but we do talk about everything on around the world as well. Um, and usually my, my love for Marcus Stoinis and Colin de Gronholm uh, filter in quite yes. a bit. So <laughs> and I'll find you on Spotify or wherever yep, you get your yep, podcasts. Yep. Spotify, Podbean, um, Facebook. Uh, yeah, we've got we've got all that. Um, and I'll I'll make sure I share you boys 
uh, this episode, and um, yeah, hope we get, get some more listeners. Yeah, lo- loving what Absolutely. you do. Um, I'm not a. I'm. I used to be way more into league than than I probably am now. But um, I think just growing up, like when I was a te- I'm a I'm an '80s kid, right? So I was born in '87. So I grew up with. Uh, Possibly the worst New Zealand cricket team of all time, the worst Warriors team of all time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so but I've hey, the best—I've got pretty low standards. So, I've got pretty low standards. But you know, hey, New Zealand's uh, <coughs> New Zealand's cricket team. I mean, as of today, we're number one Test, number one ODIs, and number three T20s. And uh, you know, next, next and next year, next year it's going to be the Warriors year. So. Um, yeah, it's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. It's coming home. You sound like the English fans there, Nicky. You know, it's coming home. Every competition, the World Cup is coming home. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's been a long time coming. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of keeping an eye on the Euro the Euro stuff as well. But, um, yeah, it'd be so interesting to see if it does come home. <laughs> nah, I don't think it's coming who, home, who mate. Back a, quick, a quick shout out to who you're back into the Euros quickly. Oh, I mean... Oh, it's it's actually like I mean quite tight. Um, I mean uh, in sort of the, I think the football world's been rocked a little bit by what happens with um Ericsson. Ericsson, um, yeah. yeah, that's that's so. Yeah, and it's pretty full on, but I think they actually look really good that game. So I mean, yeah, I I don't want to. I actually don't want to pick because it's too early. Too early. Give me like a week, and um, then I'll then I'll tell you. <laughs> Yeah. What, what, what about yeah. let's get let's get your guys' early predictions, uh, Rossi. What about you? Uh, well, considering England play all their group stages at home, um, they're going to go well to get in out of the group stages. But I, I can't go past Italy because I know that. Yeah. yeah. They, oh, that's yeah. me. It's, that's it's me. Gonna, they're like twenty nine and nil for their last nine matches. So yeah, yeah, yeah. crazy. He's built an empire there. So I'm, I'm back. Yeah, that's the yeah. Zuri. Yeah. A friend, a friend of mine's got uh, the Netherlands as a dark horse, and I'm going to go Belgium. I would have, I, I would have said, I would have said the Netherlands, mate, but they just got two goals put on them by the uh, by the Ukrainians in the last couple of kind of twenty thirty minutes. So it's they, uh, they, won, they won that game though. They did win that game. Yeah, three, yeah. three, yeah, two, did, three, two. Yeah. Though it should have been three nil. Should have been three. Yeah, right. Yeah, but yeah, that uh, that wraps up this podcast for uh, this week. Um, be sure to tune in, give our Instagram a like. Uh, you know, follow us, listen in, tell your family, tell your pets, tell your dogs, tell your goldfish, um, and remember <laughs> next door neighbours goldfish. <laughs> tell your next door neighbours cats, goldfish, and misses to tune in because uh, you know uh, England might not be coming home, but I'm definitely coming. So <laughs> that's how we roll here. But you know what? So what I'll always say is uh, stay stiff. Always stay stiff.